0: Welcome to Power Fridays Live. Power Fridays Live is a broadcast with a vision of impacting the world through sharing transformation, spiritual growth, and leadership development in business for entrepreneurs. Power and purpose are the fundamental components of a fulfilling life. Power has the potential to influence people towards taking action and creating meaningful relationships. We interview entrepreneurs making a difference and discuss entrepreneurial business strategies. Now, here are your hosts, Janelle and Dave.
1: Power Fridays live with Dave and Janelle. I'm your co-host Janelle pouli
2: and I am Dave Garesso. Good to see you Janelle. How are you tonight?
1: I'm doing well Dave. How
2: are you? I'm doing fine. Actually today is a very very special day because we are here to interfe- interview you Janelle. We want to hear more about who is Janelle and what is Janelle all about. So I'm excited to get that conversation going. Okay,
1: I am Janelle pooley Brazotra. I am an author, speaker, and financial wellness coach. I've authored the book, Money Just Flew Out the Window, How to Create a Relationship with Wealth Living from Paycheck to Paycheck. Uh, additionally, I have Financial Bliss Academy. I've created to coach people with how money works and so that they can have and live the life that they deserve through the proper understanding about their spending habits, their saving habits, and planning for their future. I grew up in the great state, the show-me state of the Midwest, Missouri, and I'm the daughter of an entrepreneur. My dad was a farmer entrepreneur. Uh, He also worked full-time, and my mom, she worked full-time as well in a factory, and what really um, brought me to this work about helping people and families um, create a better financial future for themselves was the loss of my sister uh, 22 years ago and she passed away suddenly we didn't expect it and she died with no life insurance and my dad had the money to bury her um, literally have services and the type of service that we had for my sister was at the funeral home. They pulled her casket in, they pulled her casket out, and another casket was coming through the back door as we were leaving out of the side door in another part of the um, funeral home. And it was the quickest service that I've ever attended. And we went on to the cemetery and she was um, buried. Like I said, he had the money in his savings to pay for that, and that was it. And years later, she had um, five children, um, they all had different paths that they walked down. And three of her children on her 50th birthday, when it happened, got their money together and purchased a casket I um, and purchased a uh, headstone for their moms um, b- where she was buried in the funeral cemetery. So that is what led me to this work and helping families and helping them to, um, have a future to where they would not have be left without life insurance, more importantly, but then have the dignity of, you know, being um, buried and, as some people say, put away or just, you know, have a celebration. And I was so glad to be connected um, with the congregation uh, that I was connected with because repast was held at my, my church and, you know, my pastor, she was really awesome. And wonderful. And she supported uh, me and my family through every step of the way. So, you know, that connection and very was very important and near and dear um, for our family to um, have had that experience and have the people in the community um, to support her, to support us. But not all the time do families you know, have that uh, connection with other people. And so that was like very important for me uh, as well to know that, hey, this is what we can offer for families for them not to have the same concern that we had to go through. Um, during that time where I had the loss of my sister. Uh, Also, um, fast forward, you know, it's very important to have emergency fund. And that's very important for me to help educate families on the importance of that. But of course, you know, (laughs) someone passing away, that's a true emergency. You know, your car needing to be repaired or something like that, that could be a true emergency. But I just try to help people create the relationship with money where they understand what a true emergency is versus, oh, you know, let me put this, swipe my credit card and and buy something that's a Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So one of the things I like about, you know, your story is that you really do, you know, reveal the transformation that can happen happen in a person's life simply because you turned a very kind of a, you know, difficult situation into a blessing for many other people and it sounds like you're continuing to do that as you progress forward and you know i think that's what you know as we have these conversations on power friday's live that's kind of how it works right we want to see transformation through even some of the pain and suffering right we don't often think of pain and suffering as transformational when in fact some of the greatest passion that we see on the planet from humanity is founded upon pain and suffering right and so tell us uh, about some of the sort of the transformations that you've experienced now as you've been able to use what you've learned and use your own transformational story to transform other lives as well
1: well that's a very good question dave um, for me you know transform transformation is really important and the way that i've been able to transform my life personally And professionally is to um, understand a relationship with money. I understand um, there's various relationships and connections that we want to have in the world. And just really being able to connect with people and support them in realizing that, oh, they don't have to think about money like, oh, money doesn't go on trees. Oh, it just flew out the window. You know, with my book, I basically explain, you know, different ways of thinking about all the things that we've been taught about money and how to look and transform your thinking to where it's more of a relationship. You know, you have a relationship with your spouse, you have a relationship with your children, you have a relationship with your friends, you know, but do you, there's a possibility to have a relationship with actual money because money, it doesn't really talk back to you. (laughs) And uh, so I look at that um, being an opportunity, you know, in building relationships um, with other people. And sharing with them my personal transformation in knowing that, hey, you know, you can't keep up with the Joneses. And I never, I stopped trying to keep up with the Joneses and in that way for my personal transformation. Every new thing that comes out, you know, I, I'm not standing in line waiting two or three hours to get that brand new thing. And so that personal transformation, you know, for me, you know, has been helped me be better able to create that personal relationship that I need to have with wealth and look at, you know, what God says about, you know, creating wealth and about how to manage your money and be a good steward over your finances as well.
2: Absolutely. So, you know, you bring up stewarding money, right? Money is a big one. And As people of faith, we know the Bible speaks about money probably more than just about anything that it speaks about. Jesus directly brought that issue up many, many times. So I'm curious what you would say because, you know, we have people who have a very good relationship with money and we have people that have a very negative relationship with money. What are some indicators based on your experience so far of those who have you know, uh, an issue, right, a negative issue with money versus indicators of people who actually have a good relationship or aka are great stewards of their financial resources? What are the, what are some of the indicators of both uh, so that we can help our listeners identify that?
1: Well, you look on the calendar day, the calendars change days every single month of the year, correct? The shortest month of the year is February with only 28 days. And some people have 30 days, some months have 30 days, some months have 31 days. And so you look at some people who may not be good stewards over their money, may have more money than they have the month, calendar days in the month um, to pay their bills. And so those who are in a good stewardship practice of having enough money to be comfortable to take care of their bills, they can you know stay within that they they live within their means. And so those that that differentiates. And so like they say, Robin Peter to Pay Paul. And you know, back in the day you could write a check and float it, you know, those things like that when people are actually designing their life to say, okay, I'm going to write this check this day because I'm in expectation for something to happen on this day. And then the expectation didn't happen. And so then now the check bounced. And or it didn't go through or you it did go through the bank said, yeah, we're going to pay that for you, but we're going to charge you thirty five dollars for the fees or whatever the fee amount will be. So that type of mindset of like beating your money to the bank or beating the check to the bank, so to speak. And um, then that would be a person who's not necessarily being a good steward over their money. But then at also the way that we were trained to think about money and oh, I need to give 10 percent to God and, and tithe my 10 percent. Well, first, but now you have these corporations that if you are in a corporation where you have the opportunity to give into a 401k plan, your money's not really going to the the church first um, when when it's all said and done. But, you know, and then we tithe, and then there's that confusion about tithing the net versus the the gross. And so just within your whole um, belief system, you wanna make sure that you are paying yourself first you want to make sure that you're giving you know the the charity of your choice their the portion of 10% is the recommendation and then you know really in essence living off of 70% uh, of your of your net income in and in, because after you have a gross income you're really bringing home only 30%. And then after mm-hmm. that You know, I'm asking like, okay, let's, you're living off of 70% automatically, but then to be within, live within your means with another 70% because you're saving 10, you're giving 10 to the church, and then you're giving 10 to yourself in whatever, you know, manner that is. Because uh, say your savings account should be different than your retirement savings account and the, your, your money that you give to your charity of choice, your, your church, and um albeit philanthropy.
2: So you're saying that the sort of the a good amount is about a 10 ten a 10% giving, 10% saving, and the remainder of it is you know your your general spending cash.
1: No, um three kind of, okay. ten three ten percent go to your um your church, yourself mm-hmm. in a general um emergency fund savings. And then the other, um, like 10% into a retirement savings for the future. And,
2: Got that it. Way. and then you're living off 70. Got it. Okay. Right. Thank you for clarifying. That's actually a good rule of thumb. I like that. Um, yeah. I, hopefully, I'd like to maybe implement some of that in my own space as well. Now, let's, let's shift over to insurance, right? Because, And, and I'll say from personal experience, there, there was a time when I didn't even believe in life insurance. I didn't even like insurance at all. Um, but since that time, I actually did get life insurance. And there is this amazing piece that's come over me ever since then. So talk to us a little bit more about why we see, because I think this is common, right? Why do we see such a resistance to getting life insurance policies? And how do we reframe our thinking so that we can see sort of the, the great, great benefit that it actually is? Help us to understand, you know.
1: Well, you know, I don't have all the answers, Dave, but I do have some speculations. I must clarify that. It's a speculation because just consider all the people that um, that lost their life in COVID. Just imagine if every one of those people that lost lost their lives in COVID, that would have literally bankrupt all of the insurance companies if they had to pay out a million dollar policy. Would you agree?
2: Right, Yes.
1: And so, you know, the car that we drive, there's more value placed on that because it could damage an, another car or it could damage another human being in a, in a medically way. And so, you know, th- the powers that be says we mandated a law to have car insurance. When you go out, when you bought your cell phone the last time, Dave, when you were asked to get insurance on your phone, um, did you say yes or did you say no? I
2: actually, I actually said no to that.
1: Okay. Well, some people with a $1,200 phone, which is equivalent to some people's mortgages these days or rent mm-hmm. that they yeah. pay, they yes. say, you know, hey, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to share my phone because if I drop yeah. it, break it, if something, if it's damaged or water or any kind of way, I want to be able to get a new phone and just pay a deductible. Mm-hmm. So they're treating the phone and your car with more value than you are your own life. Mm-hmm. And so you can't really put a number on a life in that mm-hmm. way to where you know that the value of your phone is $1,200, you know the value of your car is $30,000, and if you were to be in a car accident you have to pay damages on another vehicle, you know, it may cost 10, upwards of ten dollars to $20,000, $30,000 to get, you know, the car fixed, right? Uh, and so the value that we placed on things or that the society has placed on things Leads to how we value, have money left over to value it while, our life. And that's very unfortunate in that way. And when I think about it more and more, it's really upsetting because it's like my life is worth something because if I wasn't here, then my husband wouldn't have my income to pay the bills. You know, if I wasn't here, I wouldn't be able to contribute to my church. If I wasn't here, you know, I wouldn't be able to send that birthday gift or you know, or the gifts that I get for the different events throughout my life for those people. So there's a loss that people get have with you not being here on earth. And there's not enough money that you could really have on your life to replace who you are, but we're not talking about replacing who you are. We're replacing wherever your money served your your life, your community in that way that you're replacing Mm -hmm. in a sense. Um, for at least ten years, um, we would say, um, because the mortality rate—you know—if you're more mature and the in that person that you lose your loved one, then the life that they would live, they would be able to, you know, live a, a good life. You know, when when my sister passed away, her youngest was nine years old, mm-hmm. and you got to think there was ten more years left for her to graduate high school.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, given that ten-year factor. You know how that would have played out is that she would have left the money a million dollar policy behind to re- finish raising her five children in a nice household and not really disrupt their lives too much. Um, because you would have had a guardian in place, your estate plan in place, well, you know, a guardianship with who would take care of your children. And then of course you'd have the life insurance policy to pay the guardian to say, hey, this money is for the benefit of my children and that they were under the age of 18 when she had passed away. So, you know, there's different um, opportunities that exist beyond having even life insurance that you definitely want to look at, even preparing your family for that time, because there was there's your stuff. They, when you're renting an apartment or you're renting a house, you know, how much would you value your stuff? They say, hey, you need to get house insurance. Well, the mm-hmm. house is for when you think about homeowners insurance. Is for when it burns down, right? You mm-hmm. got to rebuild it. But then you got all that stuff on the inside of your house too, right? So then you have a house fire. Case hey, in point, your your kitchen blows up. You got to replace your silverware, your stove, your microwave oven. All of those things cost money, and the insurance company actually reimburses you that cost. They may send you a check for a portion of it, but you've got to send them the receipts to get the uh, full, to get restored back to 100%. And so that restoration process of a human being, it doesn't really happen, but then to restore that money that that person left behind can have to continue to live in their same lifestyle, um, that's where life insurance makes all the difference.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I I think what it highlights is just how many things we don't think about, right? Because it's like you don't know what you lost until it's gone sometimes. And insurance can help certainly make a loss not as bad as what it already is. It's hard enough to grieve a loss than to have to deal with all the administrative, you know, headache on top of it. Uh, I think insurance definitely uh, takes a lot of that away. So I appreciate what you do. Another service that I thought um, would be cool that I think you provide is Legal Shield. Isn't that one of the services you also provide?
1: No, that's not a service I provide. It's just an opportunity that I share with people that's available to them. And okay. I'm a resource for whatever will help someone as we're going through a plan uh, the, for the person's life in, you know, with the baby being on the way or any milestone change if from the loss of a job you know, from the gaining of new employment, you know, from having a new baby, or I've reached the age of retirement, or I've reached the age to draw social security, you know, I just assist people with every milestone that they have in life to see, okay, hey, where am I, where am I with my finances? Where's my net worth? Or do I have a negative net worth? Or how much money do I need in retirement? So those questions get answered by working with me, And I'm able to, you know, just pull up a quick plan for everyone that's free. Um, And I work with individuals. I work with um, couples, with children, without children. If you're a double income, no kids, we can still work together. You're single income, no kids, we can work together. But uh, more often, uh, couples with children or single parents with children, uh, and with the that are homeowners, um, that that is generally who I work with. Um, so that we can definitely um create the the legacy, you know, um for the family's future. Um, because the uh, the Bible does say in Proverbs, you know, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children.
2: Absolutely. So, what um what type of advice would you offer those that are listening to us right now? Uh, if they could take a, you know, maybe a step one, step two, you know, what could they start focusing on right now to start moving themselves in the right direction? And how can you, Janelle, assist them with that?
1: Well, thanks Dave, for asking, you know, the step one would be uh, seeking someone um, like myself and in, in interviewing the various financial planners. You You may find that some financial planners, Costs money, <laughs> five hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, depending on you know the wealth management piece. But you want to find someone who's reasonable, who you know, like and trust. The first step is to just see where you are. You know, write yeah. everything down. Keep keep a spending log for the past month. You may want to just pull out your your bank statements for the past three months and just categorize all of your spending on a daily basis for a, a snapshot of three months, ninety days snapshot, right? And then that's the first step. And then see where is my money going? Because now you know if it's going where you need it to go or if it needs to go somewhere else. And how are you spending? And I'm not telling anyone to stop stopping at Starbucks every morning. But if you were to buy the Starbucks or the coffee and grind it yourself at home in your Keurig, which I just saw a commercial the other day for Mm -hmm. that. Um, then how much can you really save by doing that and the coffee could taste better at home or I'm not sure if it tastes better at Starbucks or not but uh, you may want to look at your spending habits and how you you spend money and then you know look at okay do I really need to alter and change anything of the way I'm already spending money you know uh, you may buy an outfit every month but do you have to go to macy's to buy the outfit every month you may want to go to get a nice looking outfit at ross of department or marshall's or some other department store and just be looking just as good you know some people i've known be able to walk into goodwill and come back looking like a million bucks (laughs) and (laughs) so you know it's just about how your 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 money is going and then that's the first step and then you look at your budget So then you have your budget there. You look at your spending first, because that's where the money's actually going. Then you look at the budget. Well, how much of the money that's actually going, does it really need to go in these various categories? And I do have a a list of categories that we, you know, I review with um, everyone, my clients, if you're a client or not a client, we have worksheets available. And, and then you look and see okay well how much should I really have budgeted for this particular category what percentage of my spending is going for this, because some people will find out like 50% of their income is going for lifestyle in some cases. And then Mm -hmm. um, a very small percentage is actually going to savings. So then we look and you make the choices. You see, okay, well, this is where I'm willing to make an adjustment in my life to have what I want and need Mm -hmm. whenever you say it's going to cost a million, I need a million point two dollars in my retirement, when I reach mm-hmm. X age, when I say that I went to retire. Um, so we calculate, we do the formula, you know, we let you know, you know, what it looks like, and you see what you have now. And then you see how far you got to get to. And then we make a plan to help get you there.
2: Excellent. Excellent. It sounds like you got it all planned out. And yeah, that sounds amazing. So what, what else uh, would, would you offer our audience um, as like kind of a final word going forward? What else is it that we, maybe we missed or we haven't even brought up here?
1: Uh, well, with the, the final word that, you know, there are vehicles out there and you're in a vehicle yourself right now, right? And a lot of people have a lot of ways that they share information. But, you know, number one, you know, look at, the opportunities that are there with your with your life insurances at work, I always recommend you know having a life insurance policy outside of work because you know who can, you know what ha- what if the worst can happen right? Um, hundreds of thousands of people are being laid off from their job, even in, in this conversation that we're having now, from top you know companies throughout the U.S. Um, so just consider you know having something for your family to have financially for the next ten years. Uh, would be, you know, step one, step two, if you have a child, a young person, you know, there's a opportunity where it's a miles, money milestone where you're able to save money and cash for that young person to have money whenever they reach certain milestones in their age to where if you were able to save enough money, you you could create your own child to be a millionaire with this um, vehicle. Um, So look and see what's, what you have that's um, basically, you know, a uh, a cash in a cash accumulation account mm-hmm. as a vehicle um, for you to be able to put money. Uh, that is one of the first things I would recommend uh, the listeners to look into because a lot of oftentimes we have our money in various accounts for different reasons, but this either tax now, tax later, or tax never. Um, so we do encourage people to look if they qualify um, for the tax uh, never <laughs> opportunity and because you're putting money into a vehicle you know after taxes and it and it's um the way that um will help you in the future with having enough money to retire with the tax free income um, next i would recommend you know don't beat yourself up you know start where you are but start you know that that's the the next thing you got to you got to start you got to start the car whenever you put the key in the ignition to get it going mm-hmm. So, uh, therefore, you know, you've got to start the car, but you've got to, you know, make sure you've got the tires uh, inflated and the gas in the tank. So, (laughs) I I would just say, you know, start start your engines and then, you know, see, you know, how your money can grow and look at various ways for your money to grow. There's different opportunities out there to where you can get more um, percentage rate um, interest because of compound interest. And then, of course, I would say, you know, get my book. And uh, that would be the other thing I would say, you know, buy the book Money Just flew Out the Window, How to Create a Relationship with Wealth, Living from Paycheck to Paycheck at moneyjustblewoutthewindow.com.
2: Excellent, excellent. So yeah, thank you so much. You are a wealth of information, Janelle. And it sounds like you have many ways that you can help uh, others out there when it comes to especially matters of money. So uh, stewardship is definitely a super important thing for all of us. Uh, we all could get better. Uh, I like the way that uh, one of my old managers at previous job used to say, the only room that's never full is the room for improvement. And certainly that is the case when it comes to stewarding your financial resources. So we thank you very much uh, for spending time uh, with us and telling us more about what you do, Janelle. How can people reach out to you and get access to some of these great services that you provide?
1: Um, well, if you go to JanellePully.com, I have a calendar link um, that's on that website that you can book time with me. And um, it's time that it would be devoted to you and all yours. It's a um, free uh, session. And it would be um, the best way to reach me is JanellePully.com, J-A-N-E-L-P like Papa, U-L-L-E-Y.com, JanellePully.com. Or Financial Bliss Academy is the other way to reach me um, through Financial Bliss Academy. And at the top of the year, um, we will be having uh, classes and courses. There'll be some free and some paid um, for coaching services with uh, being a financial wellness Uh, coach. Your health is your wealth. So we want to make sure that we're keeping you healthy and uh, stress-free from finances
2: certainly health is your wealth and it's not just your physical health your financial health matters as well and actually they're quite tied together at times (laughs) so (laughs) there you have it Janelle Pulley um, you've experienced another great Power Fridays live we will continue to do this every Friday night at 7 p.m eastern time and we look forward to seeing you all back next time thank you once again Janelle for being part of it uh, and being a great co-host I have always enjoyed working with you on this Uh, and also uh, as you always say for everyone listening may you be do and have the greatness that you desire because there is greatness in you so signing off have a fantastic evening Janelle and we will talk next time
1: thank you Dave Thanks for
0: listening. Stay tuned for our next Power Fridays Live episode, which airs every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Visit PowerFridaysLive.com to watch us live on Facebook. Not sure where to begin your entrepreneurial journey? Try Dave's online course at courses.beaconleaders.com, where he deep dives with you to explore who you truly are and how to begin living out your God-given purpose. Struggling to find the resources to fund your own entrepreneurial journey? Visit Janelle's website at riseupandthrive.com where you can order Janelle's book, Money Just Flew Out the Window, and learn how to create a relationship with wealth while living from paycheck to paycheck. Until next time, remember that you're loved and you have what it takes to experience your own life-changing transformation. Stay encouraged and stay powerful.